Hey everybody, it is Dave and Jeff. It is January 4th, 2023. I'm out of gas. Already done. God dang it. Short show. That's it. Well, I want to tell you about Dan Williams. <laughs> um, I don't know about you. Are you the kind of guy that if you drive the neighborhood, like this particular neighborhood, yeah. this particular block, so we sit here on whatever day we're on, is it the 4th? say the 4th. I think you just said it. I did. As you drive the fourth and you drive by and somebody still has the snowman in the front yard. <laughs> How do you look at that, Dave? Do you approach it and go, hey, that's great. We had a wonderful holiday. Or do you do like, hey, buddy, let's go. Clean your yard up. All right. That's funny you say that because when it goes up, you're like, man, it, it looks ah, better. Great. Right? It looks better. The Everybody Christmas tree great. in the house looks good. All that shit. Fire up our lives. Yeah. This is the fastest we've ever taken everything down. Like we, we took things down crazy fast. A lot of times I'd say we average around middle of January. Is we, that right? We don't turn it on. We just takes us that long to take it down. But then um, we this time we took it down fast. I know people the day after Christmas or Christmas night. You ever know those people? Wow. Before they even go to sleep, it's fucking coming down. Um, yeah, it's funny you say that about the snowman. Two things is one, man, I don't know about other people and their dogs, but when I take my dog for a walk and there's a big giant snowman in front, yeah. it scares the shit out of yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And two is what is, the, what is the number for how long can you go until somebody can stop saying Happy New Year to you? Uh, that's a good one. I'm pretty much done already right. on the like, fourth. Have you seen anybody like today that you have first time you've seen him the whole year and you just go, hey, Jim, happy new year. Well, yeah, from work. I mean, because okay. we were out on Monday. So back yesterday. So people are getting caught up with. And look, I'm really, really lucky that a lot of the people I deal with outside of our building are great. Yeah. They're just great. And so, yeah, they'll call. Hey, new year treating you all right? Yeah, all three days of it. Dude, here's the deal. Yeah. And I know you won't do it, but no. you, get, you bring it up to Ernie. Ernie Martinez oh, yeah. will do it. Tell Ernie that here's what you want from him. At least once a month, the entire year, he has to wish someone a happy new year. <laughs> See how long he, he can carry it out. He won't. He just, uh, I like that Ernie walks through my department yeah. and reminds everybody on my team that he's putting together final touches on their review. Well, we did all reviews <laughs> at the end of September. Hey, yeah, getting a few things done. And, uh, you know, I'm going to get together with the president, you know, get his notes, add my notes. Like, get the hell out of here. Um, all right, I have, a, I have a different question for you. Yeah. And it came up this week. And, and we're watching right now, Dave. Lakers are on. Beat Miami. Nobody cares. But Lakers are on. Yeah. And you cheer for a lot of iconic teams. Yeah, right? I kind of fell into it. Yeah, you cheer for a lot of iconic teams. True. But I was thinking today about teams that it's genuinely fun to be a fan of. And I only came up with two. Now, the Lakers you can look at. Yeah. And go, yeah, well, it, but I mean, talking about people that are not, that do not bleed Forum blue and gold. Yeah. They go, man, I bet that's pretty cool. Maybe there's a handful, but I think there's as much hate around the league for the Lakers oh, as there is admiration 
right? Yeah. The Lakers, though, like they were in Atlanta the other day. Mm-hmm. And and I noticed this for the Lakers. And, and I tell you what, you don't be surprised you start seeing this with the Padres as well because the Padres have a lot of superstars. Yeah. I mean, arguably three of the top ten players in the league are on the Padres this year. Yeah. Where you're going to look at the Padres in road games and they're going to seem like, man, there are a lot of Padre fans on these road games where yeah. it's like a traveling rock band. The, the Dodgers have had it for the last few years. The Braves had it in the 90s. Remember, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan and the Bulls had it. The Lakers have it. Yeah. When the Lakers on the road, they're a Which shitload of Lakers. Which is pretty funny this year. Yeah. With everything that's happened with LeBron and Westbrook, yeah. AD always hurt. I mean, not really a year I think that's going to be put in the time capsule, would you say? Oh, no. It's 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 not. Here, a couple things, r- real quick, since you're on the Lakers. I literally said at dinner tonight to Josh, I said, look, February 4th, is when LeBron is scheduled to break Kareem's record as the all-time leading scorer. Wow. That game is in New Orleans. And I said to Josh, I am tempted to buy tickets for February 7th against Oklahoma City in Los Angeles because you can get them for 120 bucks down low. Oh, nice. To see uh, to see LeBron set the record. Well, it's all timed out what he's averaging. Well, guess who doesn't play tonight? LeBron's not playing tonight against the Heat. He has a cold. He's sick. At home? At home. Eesh. Well, that's one game back. So guess what? Now this date is February 7th. If I would have bought the tickets, it would have would have planned out. I have no one to go with. If he basically. doesn't go out. If he doesn't go out with something else. Josh yeah. says it's going to be fucking March 1st. Something's coming yeah. up. But, yeah. but it, my, my point is, like, for you and your boys, that would uh-huh. be something you'd never forget. If you could time it out to say, fucking, we're yeah. going to see LeBron set the record. He's going to score 40,000 points in the NBA. That's insane. No one's ever done it. No. And the year he's having right now, unbelievable. But... I don't think people look at the Lakers. You definitely don't look at the Celtics. I don't think you look at the Bulls or the Knicks as teams that would be fun to cheer for, right? Raptors had one year and then right back into the middle of the pack. Yeah. Then you go uh, go hockey. Nobody, right? Nobody. Yeah. I mean, nobody you're looking at. So the first one I came up with was in baseball because... We have fun being a Padre fan. Nobody looks around going, oh, that's got to be great. to have 59 years of just misery. <laughs> no. We're having a lot more fun now than we've had in the past. Yeah. But overall, to be a Pods fan. Yeah, going into your 54th season, it's been pretty hard. Yeah. And, and like you said, you'll see more. Dave, I came up with one for baseball. Okay. I don't think it's fun to be a Red Sox fan. I think there's a lot of us that look and go, man, it's probably pretty cool being a Yankee fan, like a genuine Yankee fan. You don't think that falls in the category of, of like, as you just said to me. I do have one for the NBA, probably the Warriors. Okay. I think it probably a lot but, of people that look at it and go, that's probably pretty okay. cool. So team that's loaded with talent. But, Wins, I, when, but the, when you said likeable. Yankees, I thought you were going to go like a team that it is like you go anywhere in the world. Someone's wearing a Yankee hat. Yeah. But I, I would just say I thought you were gonna go like a, I thought you were gonna say something like Mariners. I thought you're gonna go like a smaller market. No, di- I'm talking about an iconic, an iconic team. team. Okay, yeah. And the Warriors, you may not look at as iconic as Celtics or Lakers yeah. or Knicks, but with the success they've had, where you look at Curry, Thompson, right? I don't know that you put Durant or, or Draymond in there, but Steve Kerr, you look yeah. at, you go all likable guys. Right, I'm yep. not a Warriors fan, but if if that was in my blood, what Rosie's gone through, oh, absolutely grew up with that. I go, damn, that's probably pretty fun right now to be the a fan of that team. The Yankees, you can say whatever, but I mean, they always say what right. The 27th banner is always the hardest one to yeah. get. I mean, that's pretty good. If you grew up with that, 
that's pretty good. But I don't think the Dodgers have it. I don't think the Red Sox have it. Right? Yeah, you know, it's funny. The Red Sox found themselves in a different situation. Because if you talk to Red Sox fans before 2004, right. they'd be talking about the, the misery club with Same the Cubs. Same with the Cubs. You yeah. know? And it, it was something like the lovable losers. Yeah. And the Dodgers, to an extent, have, man, lost a shitload of championship games. Yeah. They, they have. I mean, there's not really an organization that, that loses like the Dodgers do. And they did it when they were in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's their history. You get to the championship and you lose. Happens all the time. It's um, it, it's tough being a sports fan. It's one of the things that's great. Boston fans is like they've had twenty years of just amazing yeah. runs, right? Between the Patriots, the Red Sox, Bruins, Bruins have Celtics. played great. Celtics yep. have, have won championships. It's just been a crazy run for that city. And um, it's funny because you have said, and, and everyone else is now realizing what's happening with the Padres. Is this is the year? Like they, yeah. 2023, it is set up for this team to win this year, and they need to win this year because of expiring contracts. I heard people say, "Oh, this roster's set." How, how do you figure? No, it's not set. It can't be. But circling back, go ahead. Okay, I want to hear what your point is. Because then it gets to football, and for football, for me, it's one. Yeah, it's really one, and that's the Raiders. Yeah, and I think the Raiders is just one of those. Being a Raider fan is just great. And it's so funny to me how much trash talk you take for being a Raider fan. And to me, I don't know a lot of Raider fans that talk trash back because we're like, "Eh, fuck it. Yeah, you don't have to. We don't have to. I I think, right, here's what I've heard the last couple of days. Oh, how about car? I said, well, if you were actually a Raider fan, you probably known for about four years that Derek Carr wasn't the answer. Exactly right. I said, you can look back at the draft in 2019 when Mayock, which a lot of Raider fans didn't like, John Gruden, I think a lot of people looked at and said, I'm not sure about this. And as soon as they took Farrell at pick four, yep. when Josh Allen goes pick seven, uh, that's a problem. Now, we're not the Jets who took Sam Darnold at three, but Farrell was a terrible pick. It was. We're the first ones to say it. Yeah. That kid wasn't on anybody's board for second or third round. They take him at pick four. Dabo Sweeney would have said the same thing. Well, Shot, would have been shocked. I was yes. this kid every single day in practice. I'm shocked he went where he went. None. You look down. Jonathan Abram goes in that same yeah. draft. Terrible pick. Yep. And who goes handful of picks after him, but a guy who absolutely is an Al Davis Raider, and that's uh, Debo, right? Yeah. And so now all of a sudden you start looking and you go, then you look at the next year, and it's another year where they blew it. And then the year after that, look, I, I don't know. I, and people said, oh, Padre fans are very critical. Bullshit. You're fucking critical when a guy leaves the door. Once Eric Hosmer, probably Hosmer more than anybody, but Dave, you pointed it out. It's not until a guy actually takes the uniform off that we start hearing exactly oh, right. what a dick he is. Yeah, all the time. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Raider fans will tell you, and we've said it all year with Carr, that Carr was not the answer. Yeah. And when they continue to bring him back, he's not the answer. Was Josh McDaniel the answer? Probably not. But we're going to find out when he starts getting his own guys in. But I was just going, I was just thinking about today. I'm like, 
being a Raider fan's great. It, it, you know what? I tell you, Devontae Adams today, when he his yeah. comments, made you excited to be a Raider fan. Yeah. Because they asked him, because everyone knows that he came to the Raiders and his relationship with Carr and the Fresno State and everything yeah. else. And he said, I was a Raider fan way before I knew Carr. Right. I want to be here. Yeah. And the fact that the best player on the team says, I want to be here. And then Josh Jacobs is kind of hinting out that, hey, I hope we work things out that I want to be here now, too. Yeah. And you're going, well, look, the two of the most dangerous guys on the team want to be here. Max Crosby is underrated as hell yeah. on the Raiders. He wants to be there. And you're going, as a Raider fan, man, we could fix this. If you yeah. turn this around and you bring in the, the right quarterback, whether that's Aaron Rodgers or who knows, maybe it's Tom Brady. I don't know. Anything's better than Carr, any Raider fan will tell you. It's funny, though. If Mike Mack had really been as good as they thought he was. There's a loudmouth on TV. Yeah, with a lift. Yeah, it's like Herm Edwards. Everyone knew Herm Edwards was a shitty yeah, coach. but Herm didn't have a list. He ran it right into the fucking ground in Arizona State. Mayock could have come in in that first draft, Dave, and realistically, without making changes, could have had his first draft. He could have had Josh Allen, Debo Samuel, yeah. Josh Jacobs, and Max Crosby. Yeah. They were all right there. Then the next year, when he needs a wide receiver, he drafts Henry Ruggs. Great. Couple of picks after that, C.D. Lamb goes to the Cowboys, Cowboys, and then Jefferson goes to the Vikes yep. at, at twenty-two. Even or Jerry Judy, yep. yeah. So uh, we don't make excuses. We're well aware of our who fuck are, ups. Yeah, <laughs> we got it. We fuck up and we look right in the mirror. But it's still there's <laughs> nothing better than I heard today. Ah, uh, you know, Raider fans talk about loyalty. Yeah. Al knew that L.A. was the place to be. He went to L.A. He had the deal with Inglewood for the land where SoFi Stadium is now with Marge Everett, who owned Hollywood Park. Nobody knows her name because nobody knows anything, but we know because we were here. Al was playing at the Coliseum. He understood that that whole plot of land right there by the Forum was untapped gold. So he tried to make a deal with the city of Inglewood, Marge Everett, who owned Hollywood Park, the racetrack. And they were looking at right in the area where SoFi Stadium is right now. Al wanted to build it. But Al didn't know. Al is very much like Jerry Jones without Jerry Jones' money. Al didn't know when he was in trouble. He just kept pushing, pushing, yeah. pushing. And eventually Inglewood or City of Industry and how many others? Dave, there's three. Or Irwindale was the one I was thinking of. Not industry, but probably just ran him out. But Al knew. Al was so close to L.A. So then Al decided, well, fuck, I can't make it work here. I'm going to go home to Oakland. They go home, and guess what? You can't, Shittle. as Tom Wolf wrote, you can't go home again. Yeah. Because when he got home, the Oakland that he remembered was long gone. It's broken down. It's busted. The Coliseum's surrounded basically in barbed wire, like you're playing at San Quentin. And there's absolutely no dough. And it has nothing to do with just the Raiders. It's why the Warriors went across the bridge to Chase Center. It's why the A's are going to Vegas. And the Raiders got out. And I'll tell you the other thing. Al Mark Davis would have gone into SoFi Stadium. They would have owned it. Yeah. That option was there. That's why Dean left, because he knew Mark Davis would take it. 
And Stan Kroenke would much rather take a $5 billion bath, getting no money at all from Dean, none, than take $250 or $500 million or whatever the number would have been from Mark Davis. He'd rather sacrifice that number than be the cuckold in his own building. Because that's exactly what he would have been. It would have been. And so what does that mean? That means a guy built a $5 billion stadium and took your stupid team because he didn't want anything to do with our team because he knew it. And Charger fans, you're so goddamn stupid locally. I said this to somebody today, Dave. Yeah. I said, you know who Charger fans are to that team? You come home and the Chargers are represented as your ex. And your ex is on the couch and they're making out with the ugliest person in their phone. And the dish, uh, the sink is full of dirty dishes. And you Charger fans walk in and see what's going on in your own place where your boyfriend's making out with the ugliest chick in town. And you, you know what you tell them? You say, don't mind me. I'm going to clean up this mess. <laughs> You don't have one thing to puff your chest out about with that team. You don't have one thing. You made the playoffs. Go ahead. Okay. Good for you. Let's see how that ends. I got a pretty good idea. I've watched a lot of it. There's not one fucking thing any Charger fan should be excited about with that stupid team. In they San Diego knew. or in Los Angeles? In San Diego. Okay. Go ahead. I got you now. I'm trying to stay on the same page as you. Because the people San- in LA are excited. Well, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. But in San Diego, Dean knew one thing. He knew you were all stooges. He 100% did. Whether you want your feelings hurt or not. And you go, oh, I'm not a stooge. Really? What are you wearing right now? I'm wearing my Justin Herbert shirt. Stooge. You're an absolute stooge. Because Herbert wasn't drafted until the team had moved. And you go, what do you know? I'll tell you exactly what I know. I love the Clippers. Clippers moved. They're dead to me. I don't have a, my friend Jeff King, legend of family feud. He stayed loyal to that team. I I don't know how you do that. That's funny to say that. I I don't look at it the same way on that one. Once the Clippers left, they were dead to me. Clippers, I understand. They weren't here as long as the Chargers. But but they were were here 55 years. I got it, but they were here such a short time. When the North Stars left Minneapolis, dead to me. I understand that one. When the Dallas Stars won the Stanley Cup, who hurt. cares? I can't stand that team. Yeah, it hurt. Yeah. When a bus drives by, it hurts. It hurts. You hear me, Barbara? Yeah. When the Stars left, done. Done. Adios. Right? Yes. Cheered for him, and that was... So what do you think of a guy like John Walchef? I think he's a stooge. Do you really? Why would you get season tickets? Why is it Sean's fault that the team left? You know, I mean, Sean loves the NFL. He loves the Chargers. You know, him and I were just talking about it before, about how he'd be there 8 o'clock in the morning and stay as long as he could, and it was like a family he had there with him. It's not his fault they left. So he says, what team am I? It's, It's the city that let me down is the way he feels. The city didn't do anything, and they had a bunch of notice of 20 years. They didn't drive the bus. And so what, what do you want them to do? Play in your backyard? Where are they going to play? Do you see how many people said when the Holiday Bowl turf was being ripped up? How, why don't they just play at the old place where the Chargers used to play? 
Balboa people, Stadium? No. People don't know across the country that fucking Jack Murphy Stadium was torn to the ground. Oh, they, boy. They have no idea. What's the deal with the Holiday Bowl? Why is it so shitty? Look at this. This isn't safe for the players. Yeah. Why don't they just play where the Chargers used to play? Oh, God. They have no idea that it's torn down. Gone. And, Built a parking lot. So here's my next question to you. Because you, okay. you were in L.A. this past week. And you, you mm-hmm. Jeff drives around more than anyone I know. Just likes to look at things in progress and see where things yeah. are going. The Clippers new arena. I was there. Is almost done. Yeah, I was there uh, with my kids. I mean, it seems like yesterday it was announced they were going to do this. Yeah. And it just shows you how fast season. things go up. And then, you know, we were talking about it the other day, how I'm not sure I was talking with you. I think it was Sean. But we're talking about SoFi. We're talking about the Olympics. We're talking about the Clippers new arena. We're talking about the YouTube um, theater. That, that Everything oh, yeah. right there that people don't even talk about. We don't build shit. No. Nothing gets built here. And I know two days ago we were doing a show on how great San Diego is. I don't know if you can see that. Just showing me right now. It looks awesome. Yeah. Looks awesome. So my, my point is, this is a major city. We don't get things done. And when the city lets you down, what are you supposed to do as a sports fan? Sports is supposed to be entertainment and an escape from your everyday life. And, and not everybody go, loves their job the way that you do. Fine. Then don't complain that they moved. Well, a guy, well, a guy like Sean doesn't complain. Oh, that's fine. He's a season ticket holder. He loves the guiding team. He wears his Kellen Winslow jersey every game, and he doesn't say one word about them leaving. Then, then, uh, then my what apologies. About what about Erica? Stooge. Stooge. I don't know. Does she complain about him moving? No. I've never heard her once say anything. I, if you just, she, and she's young, and she's tiny, and she doesn't retain a lot. She probably doesn't remember they moved, that they were even here. Jeez. She can't even stay awake driving up to the goddamn game. <laughs> oh, my God. She doesn't retain a lot. I wasn't ready for that. She's little. She Itty works little. hard. Itty bitty. McGallan <laughs> Jackson. Uh, no, I guess if you just are like, okay. Well, I mean, look, and people always say it to me. Yeah. Well, what I about the Raiders? I understand your North Stars. I mean, you're, yeah. you're, I understand that we're exactly there on that whole deal. 100%. Yeah. Clippers, yeah. too. And the Clippers does. I didn't have an know, NBA funny. team here's how shitty the NBA used to be when they were here. And I wasn't yeah. here at the time, so I'm going to let you educate oh, me. Okay. It was great because it was basketball's highest point. And we here, got in for free because nobody cared. And nobody cared about the NBA. Overall, mm-hmm. no one cared. Do you know the, the Boston Celtics, when they're winning all those championships, like mm-hmm. whatever, like Bill Russell's, you know, the 11 championships in his 13-year career, there was only one time where they sold out 12 games in a row. Really? The Celtics. They don't, that, that Boston Garden wasn't yeah. that big. My point was people weren't going to games. The whole joke of the movie Semi-Pro, how no yeah. one's there. Dude, it was like that in the NBA. You watch old Laker games when Will Chamberlain was playing. Everyone's sitting in the front row smoking cigarettes. <laughs> Fucking forum is open. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like it is today as we had the Laker game on and it's packed. Um, Was it packed with sports right now? No. Be honest with me. How many people would they get? Was it like a goals game crowd? Uh, an average uh, depending on the team in town, but I, I Let's mean, say the Atlanta Hawks come to town. Yeah, those are games I was at. Okay, <laughs> forty eight hundred. Okay, because I what we did. I've told this story. And that's not a shot at San Diego. This is what the NBA was. Is my yeah. point. But the Clippers, being who they were, didn't really care. I was in tenth grade, San Diego. Yeah, I wrote to him. Can you imagine this right now? I wrote to him. I said, "Hey." Can I get a photo pass? I'm like, yeah. You get a photo pass. So I got a photo pass and I was on the floor 
And I still have pictures. Who were you sitting next to? What other photographers were you next to? Uh, I don't know. Probably Union Tribune. Okay. Did his camera look a lot different than your camera? I I had a, you know, I didn't show up with a, you know, 110. I had a a 35 millimeter from San Diego. Yeah. You so had a full on Nikon I with a it. zoom and all that. You know that little like rectangular Kodak with only right. twenty four pictures no, in it. No, and turning no. the guy after the first quarter. Well, I'm done. I. It's funny you say that because I didn't even think like, hey, dude, bring like ten rolls of film. This yeah. is going to be great. And I blew through the film I had really quick. And a photographer was awesome and said, "Hey, I'll hook you up," but it's slide film, and I have a picture somewhere. And it's a guy on the free throw line, I believe from Seattle. Okay. He, I got it as the ball is in the net and the net is pushing out towards me. Cool. I caught it. It's on a fucking slide. Somewhere I have it, but I'm like, how do I get that into a print? I'm sure somewhere <laughs> I could. Um, but then Bill Walton came in. Yeah. We knew Bill Walton was coming in. And I had two pictures of Bill, one with him shaking hands with Norm Nixon after the game. Cool. And one of him defending against Jack Sigma. And he signed both of them. He signed one for Jack and one for Kate. That's cool. And they am hanging in their room. But I'm like, dude, I was literally your age, 10th grade, when yeah. I took those pictures. That is funny. Yeah. That's freaking nuts when you think about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. At the same age as your kids now. So, but what happened was I came back. My friend Dave Tapanier said, hey, I've got a graphics arts class. I can make that photo pass. And so he just copied about 60. Same day, same team, but it looked identical. Yeah. And nobody at the Clippers checked us. Yeah. And half the time we didn't even have a camera. So for (laughs) me, Trap, Cheech, my buddy Boom... We would just all show. All you guys would sneak in there. All had a photo pass. That's insane. And uh, we're like, ah, we got, we're just going to run down and eat quick. And then we'll go, bye. Did, right, did you eat in the, and oh, yeah. then you did eat in the media cafeteria? Yeah, they didn't care. Any media members like Canapa staring at you like, what the fuck? Honestly, like, it's funny now, knowing those guys, I, I didn't pay attention. Like, okay. I didn't, the one guy, I'm Is trying there anybody to. anybody in the San Diego media you would have been afraid of? No. Like oh. I'm sure you saw Ted there. You saw Leitner in there. No, Ralph Lawler Ralph was Lawler the play-by-play there. guy. And so we didn't push it. We didn't go like locker room. We didn't yeah. do anything like that. We just really wanted to get in the building. But yeah, every now and then we just cruised down. Ate your Salisbury steak and got the fuck out. Yeah, it was usually pizza, right? Probably Pernicanos. And, uh, and then we just went and hung out. And they were great. We didn't. We weren't assholes. Yeah, of course. Like, I read this thing today. I read the funniest thing about this sideline reporter for the Browns that, like, three years ago got suspended for eight games because he started jaw-jacking a referee during the game. <laughs> and I, I like that. But we didn't do anything. We, we just we stayed mellow, kept our area clean, right, threw yeah. our trash away, said hi to everybody. We're respectful. And then came back three nights later with another pass from the same game in October. That's funny. But, so when the clips left, like it, it crushed me. Yeah, crushed me. So I to this day, you're like fuck those guys. Yeah, I mean my like, sons like no to way, go. There's no way Sonics fans, Seattle SuperSonics fans, are rooting for Oklahoma City. Right. No way. Now the one thing about the Clippers is Sterling's out. Yeah. Ballmer's in. 
Norm Green, who owned the Stars, is out. I just became so much of a Kings fan that Stars don't matter. But, no, I mean, those guys go on. Mike Madano, Brian Bellows, Dino Cicerelli. And you're just like, ah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But, um, But people bring it up to me for the Raiders. Raiders were always a road game to me. Whether I was going to L.A., or going to Oakland, I haven't seen the game in Vegas, but for the games I used to see in L.A. or the games that I saw in Oakland, it was always a road game. Yeah. And so for me, they should have stayed in L.A. They should have always stayed in L.A. They would have been that team. And, I mean, that that's the team L.A. wanted. 100%. You're right with that. They did. Yeah. They did. There's so much. I mean, again, I, I don't. I, it's one of those chicken-egg deals where – did the the Raiders' popularity, and I know they were popular before, you know, rap music, but mm. it, it coincided in Los Angeles Absolutely. at the same time where everybody wore Raider stuff. Absolutely. I mean, it, it, and, and there were some people that wore King stuff because the colors were the same, but right. there was so much Raider stuff Bruce in Bruce McNall was brilliant. Very smart. To go black and silver exactly and then right. doing the crest and the logos and just doing what Al did beautifully, which was keep it simple. Yeah. Even my son, who doesn't like the Raiders, loves yeah. the Raider uniform. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I was saying. There's not many teams where you go, yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. I mean, I know who they are. They stink. But NFL.com today, I said, you know what? I'm going to double down. Went on and ordered Raider gear. I didn't order cool. Vikings gear today. Uh, I love Kevin O'Connell, and I'm thrilled for that team. Uh, got a Vikings tattoo from a drunken night in Ybor City. <laughs> I love it because of my pal Julie Brownman. But when push came to shove, if it's those two teams, it's really a no-lose. But if you're like, who are you betting on? I'm betting on the Raiders. There you go. Because that's the team right now for me. Yeah. They're, they're, as bad as they are. Yeah. I, I still am, you know, if my phone buzzes when they look. Hey, I get it. Okay. I'm paying attention. But uh, I hear it from my kids. Like, you're a Titans fan. You're a Rams fan. Keep walking. (laughs) I'm not jealous of that. Right? Good for you guys. I was glad the Rams won last year. What'll get to ring? There's not one part of me that ever goes, man, I wish I was a Rams fan. If the Rams, or let's go Titans. So let's say the Titans make the playoffs. Yeah. Are you rooting for the Titans for your son? Absolutely. And, the, and if the Titans make the playoffs, the team they would face would be the Chargers in game one. That'd be pretty funny. That'd be crazy. But I don't have... Um, okay, so if Sean's really, like you said, not... I'm sure he doesn't love the fact they moved. No, he no, 100%. I mean, he talks about the great days. But you know what's funny about him is he now has two kids. You yeah. know, before it was Sean and his friends and well, Sean and his wife. Yeah. And so he had all day. Now, when you have two little kids, you, you can't sit there and say, even if they were in San Diego, hey, we're going to be in the parking lot at 8 in the morning, and we're going to stay as long as yeah. we, we can't take it anymore. No, I think Sean's probably, Dave, now that I've had a chance to think about it, Sean's probably the exception. He's probably like, can you guys maybe flip the topic a little bit? But all the guys that he sits with, we've been there. Yeah. They're probably all the guys that were season ticket exactly holders. Right. Same ones. For 20-plus years, right? Yep. So you have a history with those guys. No, he's not a stooge. I, I'm I'm yeah. sure. Erica, whatever. But 
It's the people that, uh, let me clarify my earlier statement. Okay. I would say the people that bitch and complain about Dean, like, like, Canapa's a complete fucking stupid. It's, it's ridiculous. Because stop talking about how much you hate them, and then you cover them and do a report card. You, lead you with love it. the team. Every week you lead with it. You love the team. Just say you love the team. And if Sean, you know what? That probably clears up the point. Sean, my apologies. Because Sean has never wavered on the fact that he loves the team. Yeah. Nick can't come to grips with the fact that he still loves the team. So exactly it's probably right. Nick's the bigger problem. <laughs> I, right? I, yeah. I get it. I don't need it. How many times are we going to read Fredo? How many times are we going to read the Judases? How yep. many times are we going to call them the Lodgers? But then you're going to do a report card and talk about. if I'm, I'm telling you, when the Clips left, I cut the cord immediately. Yeah. I was done. Were you done with the NBA at that time? I mean, I didn't really have an option. So, yeah, I mean, they weren't, it yeah. wasn't anything like it is yeah. now. There was no TNT game of the week. There was no. Look at the arenas. Look at the difference of arenas yeah, across yeah. the country. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, yeah. And I think if Erica stayed loyal to him, then reluctantly I'll take her off the stooge list too. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, hey, so a couple things I want to bring up baseball-wise, all right? Mm -hmm. As, as you know, we, we get closer and closer to spring training and guys you already see are getting in shape, whether they're playing in the World Baseball Classic, you hear about guys starting throwing programs earlier than normal. Hugh Darvish is getting ready, Clayton Kershaw, all these guys who are going to play in the World Baseball Classic are already getting ready, and here we are, it's January 4th. There's a, there was a signing today that I think affects both the Padres and, and the Dodgers, Okay. Okay. And that was Rafael Devers signed. Yeah. I think surprised a lot of people. Rafael Devers signed an 11-year, $331 million contract today to stay in Boston. And uh, and what surprises me about that is he was close to becoming a free agent. He had to finish mm -hmm. out this year, and then he could have tested the market and see where he wanted to be. Nothing like getting not only getting the money, but being with a team that's going to contend. The Red Sox have made some crazy decisions where, no. for some reason, they've gone all bullpen strength and nothing else. <laughs> it's really... <laughs> Really strange the way they built this. They let Bogarts go for nothing. Where they could yeah. have traded him, they didn't. They didn't do anything. The, the, the Mookie Betts trade ended up being a joke. I right. mean, none of those guys turned out to be anything that's comparable to what Mookie Betts is. The Red Sox are run really poorly. Rafael Devers says, "I'm going to stay with Boston," and he signs. And the reason I think this is is interesting is one, I thought honestly the Dodgers were going to chase Devers and Otani next year. Mm -hmm. well, Devers is gone. So they got to hope that the rookie, Miguel Vargas, is the guy who's their third baseman in the future. Otherwise, where the fuck are you going to find a third baseman yeah. with that kind of quality? Two is Machado. We all expect mm -hmm. him to opt out. We also, you and I expect him to resign. Mm -hmm. I expect him to resign another 10-year, $300 million deal is what I expect. I think the number one up today. Okay, and that's the thing. He's the only guy. So here's here's the deal. Before, I don't know how many guys would have been chasing Machado, meaning that he might love San Diego. Mm-hmm. But one team for sure is going to chase Machado outside of the Padres. It's the New York Yankees. Yeah, I think the I think uh, I think the Giants could be in that mix. The Giants could be in that mix. They could be again. Don't know. They they like a young third baseman, but who knows? Yeah. But the Yankees right now they do not like Josh Donaldson. No, they are not happy with with him as a as a player as a person. Doesn't seem like the most likable guy with his teammates. Yet Machado, right. hate to say it, would would fit perfect. But I think Machado loves San Diego. I think he's come to grips to say this is there's no better place to be for me than being right here. I just think it's it's a business deal where he's going to get the new contract and he's earned it. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to see 
if the price goes up like you just said instead of 10 years through another 300 million does that number now go up because he is the only third baseman on the market i'm looking at it from his agent's perspective right now as it stands a year from tonight again as it stands you darvish isn't on this team blake snell isn't on this team there's no guarantees that want yeah josh hater has gone from this team Right, there's something changes, but again, yeah. uh, one Soto, you got to assume Scott Boris is going to do everything he can to take him to free agency. Peter Seidler is going to do everything he can to keep that from happening. But if I'm the agent for Manny, I'm saying we got to play the market, man. Yeah. We have to. That's why we wrote that opt-in in. Yeah, we wrote it in knowing we gambled on you, Manny. And now if Manny goes out this year and hits 231 with 11 home runs and 31 RBIs, Manny, we're not opting out. But if Manny does what he's done. Yeah, he's, which unless, you know. With Tatis and Soto in that lineup. Year. Yeah. I'm, I'm telling him, as your agent, we're going to the market. Yeah. San Diego will be in it. We'll give them every opportunity. Just like every other team. Yeah. But it's why Carlos Correa wrote the opt-out for the Twins. Now, we'll see how that plays out. Still hasn't signed as of tonight. But he wrote it in, gambling on himself. Oh, I love Minnesota. Man, Minnesota is great. My wife loves it here. Everybody, uh, Rocco Baldelli, what about Correa? Oh, he's been a clubhouse leader. Came in immediately and led by example. We love him here. Report today, uh, Correa loves the Twins. 1% chance he goes back. Yeah. 1% after the Giants and Mets are like, what's up with your twiggy leg? <laughs> hey, we love you here. Yeah, no, I love you too. Keep walking. That's it. Uh, everybody, I'm so tired of hearing about how much he loves everything. He's a baseball player in his prime, and he's looking to win. San Diego will absolutely be in the mix. Absolutely will be in the mix. But anybody who says, oh, he's not opting out, what do you know? Maybe he doesn't. I hope you're right. Why wouldn't? Okay. Why Why if, would you not? Exactly. Why would you not? If you had the year you had. And you have that option. Why, he's basically, he's in such a perfect position right now. Right? If he has the shitty year, of course, he doesn't opt out. He still gets his money. Yeah. If he has the fantastic year, he gets to bid against 30 teams. And when you look at, we've told you this, when you look at the top 10 free agents for next year, the way it was currently listed was Shohei number one, Urias from the Dodgers, yeah. number two. I'm assuming they try to work something out of with course. him. And then at three was Manny. Yeah. And... You're all right. Well, who else is on there? We told you. Blake Snell and Darvish are on there. I mean, three out of the top 10 are Padres. Yeah. So if you're Manny's agent, you're saying, what is this team going to look like? And for everybody who goes, well, I think this team's pretty well set. If I'm Manny's agent, I'm going, you're not winning a World Series, Manny, with Seth Lugo as your four. You're not. Yeah. You're not winning it with Nick Martinez as your five or Adrian Morihone. We got to get a ring on that finger, buddy. 
And if that's what their plan is, and next year Hader's gone, Darvish is gone, Snell's gone, and we're rolling in with that, uh, David Dahl in left field, please. NOLA? Yeah. Right? Strength of organization, you have no minor leagues. You, you have, have no minor leagues. That's why you gotta you gotta look at it from a business perspective. Always. Because I guarantee you that's how Manny's agents looking at it. Now look, no, this is not to scare Padre fans it out there. It is too. Wake up. Okay. <laughs> you can do, say it because people like you better than me. I'll remember this though. When the Dodgers elected not to try and re-sign Manny, what was the first team he ran to? All the rumors. Yankees. Yeah, Yankees. The Yankees. Yeah. I, you know? And again, not saying that's where he goes, but man, boy, it seems like the Yankees are going to have a hole. So, you're the agent. Okay, yeah. Let me ask you. Wait on Saturday, you're Manny. I would say mm-hmm. right now, let's put you as Manny. Mm-hmm. And I'm the Yankees, and my pitch is, oh. look who I have. I have Aaron Judge. Right. I have Garrett Cole. I have yeah. Carlos Rodon. Yeah. I got, a, I got a Nestor. I got a young catcher, an all-star catcher. I got more talent around you here to last you throughout the yeah. remainder of your career than they do in San Diego. Does that play a factor? And absolutely. Has, absolutely right. And you have the history of winning 27 championships. Yeah. Man, you're clean shaven. You don't even have to do yeah. anything. <laughs> can barely grow facial hair as it is. Right. Put a hat on. You'll look great over there. Yeah. Uh, I think... <laughs> Man, and, and if maybe if, if Peter Seidler says, we're not even going to gamble, it's going to be 10 years, $400 million, right? But I mean right now or at the end of the season? I'm saying right now. I would still say we're going to wait till the end of the season and see how it plays out. Yeah. Why, come on. I don't know. That now, his agent's be- not Boris. I believe his agent's the same one that Piazza had. Dan Lozano? Yeah, I think Lozano's his agent. Yeah. But, I mean... People leading with their heart, I just immediately mute them. Oh, I'm so bored. I'm so bored by you. If you get bored on Twitter, you mute. Just mute. mute. <laughs> Fuck. Why? Why? Yeah. Oh and anybody gosh. who tells you, I think this roster is pretty well set. God yeah. damn, you're setting yourself up for. How are you better today? I get that you have Bogarts. I get that Fernando's coming back, and that's great. That cannot be uh, overlooked. Tell me about your pitching. Yeah. Because your pitching is what fucked you against Philadelphia. Right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what fucks everybody in the postseason. And and I get it. I mean, you gave up Clevenger. That, nah. Mania. What a Clevenger won nine total games with the yeah, Bucs. Nothing. Mania comes out and says he wasn't working hard. Dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. But. But going out and getting Seth Lugo and telling Nick Martinez, hey, maybe you or Morhone, dude, those guys should be your six and your seven. Seth Lugo should be in your bullpen, and you should have gone out and found somebody to be your four and your five. Dude, in all, in all seriousness, and Lugo, I know, wanted to be a starter. That's why he chose the pods over the Dodgers. The Dodgers mm-hmm. said you're going to the bullpen. Look, Lugo's no, they not, said he they were going to give him a chance to start, too. Well, the numbers don't work out that there's a spot for him. There's a I spot it, for him here. I mean, if you yeah. look at Lugo's numbers, I mean, yeah, Lugo's numbers, he was not, he has not been a good starting pitcher. His ERA is in the fours. As a relief yeah. pitcher, he's outstanding. Yeah. But as a starting pitcher, he's not outstanding. He's a guy that you go, man, we might take a beating today. 
Yeah. And I hate to say it, Nick Martinez is a fantastic reliever too. How strong is your team if you did exactly what you said? You got a real number four and a real number five. Yeah. And you had Martinez and Lugo in the bullpen. Huge. That's a fucking solid team. Yeah. So, I don't know. Still deals could be made, right? Well, because maybe not a lot out there. I mean, again, and I'm not goofing on this guy because I would take him on the Padres. If you look at his numbers and see how he pitched, yeah, I would take Michael Walker on this team. Michael Walker guy today with uh, with Tony and Chris was saying, Go was he on? Him. I didn't hear. I'm sorry. Did he? Was he on there? Or with who? Them? Was Walk on with those no, guys? No, no, no. Uh, uh, Major League Baseball Insider. When I was driving down, I'm sorry. I, I give the guy's name, but he said. Take Johnny Cueto to be your five. Johnny Cueto's another guy who pitched very well for the White Sox last year. Yeah. I would too. Yeah. So, I mean, there's still so some guys out there. I don't I don't think. And so, what? okay, let me ask you this right here. Let's say you go ahead and you sign Johnny Cueto. Mm-hmm. So, you're going to either Lugo or Martinez. Good look. I know we promised you a chance to start. Well, that's out the window. Is there an issue? Um, I mean, you can't, you can't look at Cueto as a four. Cueto sure as hell's not going to the bullpen. He's going to no. be a starting pitcher. Yeah. So one of those guys who you said we're giving you a chance to be in the rotation. The competition. Yeah. I mean, after all, do we own your ass? You signed a contract. Yeah. What are you going to fucking do? Not yeah, play this year? Cry, yeah, baby. Cry, baby. Dude, I'd love for you to be a GM and just call one of your guys a cry, right? baby. Um, I mean, I don't. You don't you want, play. You don't get paid. Where are you going, cry, baby? Yeah, you want Zach Grinky here? <laughs> I don't know that I need Zach Grinky here, but but how many innings does he give you every night? You know, it's funny about Zach Grinky. I'm one of the few guys I think that that I like Zach Grinky. I don't know if Zach has anything to help you compete. No. Like, I wouldn't recommend that. But, man, he's such a weird dude, and the stories are so nuts with Zach yeah. Grinky that I, I'm a fan of just listening to the crazy shit that he says. I got it, but that's that's. I don't want to see him in a Padre uniform. No. no he's, not, he's not a side young guy anymore. No. So, but you also need a left fielder. Yes. Um, well, also, a couple of guys that they mentioned today. That's a today. great question, though, right We've there talked about Pollock. Yeah. We've talked about Adam Duvall, right? Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, who, uh, what Adam, do you got now? My, well, my point is to you Right is, now you have a Zocar. Who plays, who plays those 20 games when uh, when Tatis isn't playing? Yeah. David Dahl. God dang, dude. I mean, that's David it. David Dahl. Yeah. I, I don't know. Can you imagine? I, you have Adam Duvall and David Dahl. What are we doing here? Yeah. Well, the other thing that's a little weird to me is just everybody kind of brushing off the fact that it's 20 games. You can dig yourself a pretty good hole. Sure can. I know you can get what a pretty What do they say? You can't win it in April, but you can lose it in April? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, a lot. I mean, that's, that's the thing that I look at. I did hear... Uh, I think it was Darren today, kind of say what we've said, which is, are we guaranteed that he's back? I mean, they haven't been, you know, overly aggressive in going out and addressing things. So that's probably a good sign. I would agree with that. And Darren said that. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. What about all the trade talk? Does, does it, as again, the front end is something bigger. All the trade talk of Kim and Grisham being traded. Yeah. I think they have to, depending on what you're getting back, right? Are you getting a first baseman? I don't know. I don't know. What's easier to fill, second base or first base with Cronenworth? Second. Okay. Yeah. Remember, there weren't a lot of really good second basemen in the National League last year, right? Cronenworth made the All-Star game. He definitely shouldn't have. 
Are you going to let Matt Carpenter play every night at first? No, it sounds like he, I thought he was supposed to be the DH. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, don't know. That's what, when people say, oh, this team is stacked, man, you just mentioned a lot of holes, two in the starting rotation yeah. and not knowing who one of your outfielders is. But, I mean, if you look at where you were a year ago tonight, you were ready to go in with Profar, Grisham, and Myers. Yeah. Jesus. Right? Yeah. Tonight. That seems that, yeah. I, tonight, I, you're yeah. looking at Soto. Yeah. Is a given. You're under the belief that Tatis will be there. And then, whether it's a Zokar or Grisham, right? Somebody in the center. But either way, you go, okay, well, that's an upgrade. Manny. At third is the same. Last year, you thought Kim and and or Tatis at short. Well, now it's Manny and Bogarts. Okay, all right. Second base was going to be Grisha or Cronenworth, uh, uh, and now it could be Cronenworth or Kim. Okay. First base was Hosmer. He's fucking gone. Have fun with him, Chicago. So whatever ends up over there could be your Aunt Millie. It'd be an upgrade. And then catcher, it was Nola. Yeah. And, and maybe the uh, idea. Yeah, I don't even know if Alfaro was here yet. No, I think Alfaro was, was an Alfaro sign at the very end of uh, going into spring training. Yeah, I feel like he yeah. came right at the end, right? Before yeah. they traded. You know who was probably here was Caratini. Caratini was still here. Victor Caratini. Yeah, I don't know when we traded him. To he went to Milwaukee. I, know, yeah. I don't remember when we sent him to Milwaukee. But, that um, I forgot. And then your rotation, I mean, you probably felt pretty good about because Snell and Darvish, you felt great about a healthy Clevenger. And Manaya. Musgrove, Manaya wasn't here till the end. He wouldn't yeah, but, have been here tonight. you were excited about Manaya. Yeah, sure, when he got here. But I'm just saying a year ago tonight. So, yeah, all things being considered, I get that. You didn't have Hader in the bullpen. Who was your closer a year Rogers. ago? Yeah, you didn't get him till opening night. Yep. So your bullpen was kind of... Nobody knew anything about Suarez. Oh, you know who your bullpen was? Emilio Pagan. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess if people want to say you're better tonight, yeah. When Remember, goes, though, yeah, that team last year, though, I mean, if, yeah, you were one series away from the World Series. Yeah. You finished 22 games at a first. I got it. But I'm saying a year ago tonight versus tonight, you're definitely much better. Yes. But tonight versus end of the season... Have you made enough improvements to close that gap? That's greatly up for debate, in my opinion. But, yeah, looking at January 4th, 22 versus 23, throwing Hader in the mix, Bogart's in the mix. I mean, you thought Tatis was coming back, so to say throwing Tatis probably isn't fair. But, yeah, Carpenter for Hosmer, I think we'd make that trade. See, if I'm the Padres, I'm I'm overdoing it right now, stacking my roster. Absolutely. Because... We pointed this out. There's nothing in the minor league system really that you want to trade. No one, no. you don't want to trade your one guy in Jackson Merrill if you if you don't have to. So there's nothing really to trade in July when you have to make that trade. Like every yeah. every contending team has to fine tune with a trade. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you trade? Right, that doesn't hurt yeah. hurt the big club. And so that's why you got to overspend now because you have free agency now. That's why you got to yeah. go get. If you're gonna think in Equator, you got to get them now. You got to get walking now. You got to get these guys yeah. now. And overstack for everything that's going to happen in July. Yeah. Waka and Cueto right now. I, I would t- Dude, Waka was better than what I think people think. Yeah. 
I hate to say it. I, I was never a huge fan because he was on, always on teams I didn't like. Yeah. But I watched a shitload of his games last year. I was like, this guy's, I'm surprised the Red Sox didn't bring him back. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it, again, you're right. It's better off now than it was a year ago at this time. I got you. But are we that much better tonight than we were at the end of the year? You yeah. bring Bogarts in, right? It ends up being Bogarts for Profar. Uh, he can go. Uh, Mania can go. Clevenger can go. Right. Josh yeah. Bell, unfortunately, was a he, disappointment when he got here. Yeah. Yeah. Not what we. Not the all star he was. No. Here. Here's the other thing. Um, and again, it's not to scare Padre fans, but it's baseball. This team in the starting rotation remained healthy for the most part. Your three yeah. guys remain healthy, meaning not you know three or four IL stints. They're not the out three months. Injuries. Right, like not, Darvish had the year before with yeah. the hip. Or, or, I mean, he wasn't or, yeah. out that long. but they Or, or like the up. Dodgers have with Clayton Kershaw. You sure. know what I'm saying? Where you have big-time guys that all of a sudden are out two, three months. They remain healthy. And you hope that's the case. But as we know, 50% of every starting pitcher ends up on the I.L. Yeah. In Major League Baseball. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And you hope that the team can stay healthy because, as you said, 2023 is the year you and you weren't the only one just not just saying that to get a rise out of you guys that's that's absolutely the truth it's because of the expiring contracts 2023 is the year and you gotta love it if you're a fan of this team like jeff is and everyone else who has been lifelong fans i don't care if you're freaking 20 years old and this I, is your year i heard darren say it yesterday i think he's 100 percent spot on that if the dodgers are going to release bauer it's going to have to happen by Saturday. The 6th, yeah. It's Friday. Or Friday. Absolutely no chance he comes here, and that's fine with everybody. Do you think he goes to Houston? It's funny. I think the two teams he fits in perfect. Actually, the, the one team he fits in best with is the Rangers, is is Texas. Wow. I, it, and it's because, first of all, he's from Texas. I think Texas would take him back. Texas seems to overlook a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, I think the Dodgers end up letting him go. If they can pull off a trade, great. You know, now that you're hearing the Dodger clubhouse, it's about 50-50 of people who want him back, don't want him back. I mean, would he help the team win? Absolutely, he'd help the team win. I don't see the Dodger organization for everything they claim to stand for to say it's okay to bring him back. Yeah. I just don't see him back. And, and I follow him on Instagram because he actually gives great pitching videos of, of instruction to these kids. But if you look at him, dude, he looks way out of shape. Yeah. Like he looks like he's gained about 25, 30 pounds. Yeah, he hasn't thrown since what? Well, he's I mean, not thrown he in a major league game. Yeah, but two yeah. years. Yeah, I mean, he's it's been a long, long time, and that's, that's another question I want to ask you is is Tatis. Now, if you mm-hmm. were the Padres and you were handling the Tatis situation, obviously he has the cast off. You're seeing the videos I'm seeing, right? Yeah. The birthday celebration. You're seeing everything about him. He's obviously very thin. Okay, and the people mm-hmm. say a PD. Forget the PDs. He's had a cast on his arm for how long? I mean, he hasn't been able yeah. to lift weights or do anything that you would normally do with a healthy upper body. If I'm the pods, I honestly, every workout until he's ready to go, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to hide him from the cameras the best I can. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I am. I'm not yeah. going, hey, Fernando's here. It's February 13th or whatever, and he can participate in spring training like everybody else. But until he's anywhere close, and it has to take at least six weeks to two months to be close to get that strength back. I mean, you haven't done jack shit with your arm in a long, long time. Yeah, I don't know from a... He looks like he's 170 pounds. He looks crazy thin. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think, I mean, I think that guy, he's such a, uh, such a unique athlete. 
Yeah. Right. Called him a unicorn last time we were talking. Yeah. About I mean, yeah. he really is. Um, that's amazing, man. So much rides on that kid. Yeah. Even with everything. But God, Dave, if he if he comes back and he's that guy again, I mean, you still you still got to figure out something on that back end of the rotation. But man, that line I I mean, I figure Oh boy, I still think you could use an I mean, Grisham Who'd I hear today? I think it was coach's show said Grisham at 222 in center. Yeah. With everything. It might have been Casavell. Said that's still productive. Man, I disagree. You're you're trying to be a World Series team. You're not trying to be a wild card team. You need better production than a guy hitting 222 for for center field. You just do. Gotta have every guy making a contribution. And look, I look at the 98 team, right? Yeah. Look at the production you had from Steve Finley in center field. Absolutely. It was unbelievable, right? You had Tony in right. You had Greg Vaughn and Ricky in left. You had Caminetti at third. You didn't get huge numbers from Gomez at short. You didn't really get huge numbers from Kilvio. Joyner at that point, a little later in his career. Uh, Jim Layritz, Carlos Hernandez were there. And you had Kevin Brown, Ashby, Hitchcock, and you had Trevor in, in the bullpen with a handful of other guys. But, but I mean, the production that you had from the outfield and the production you had from the corners, man. Yeah. Right? I mean, crazy. Crazy numbers. So, nothing against Cassavell, but uh, I just, I think you got to, you got to look for an upgraded center field. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's the reason why the Dodgers got rid of Bellinger. You need that upgrade yeah. in center field. Hey, when I mention Alan Taylor, Taylor made pools. I know it seems weird to say it as we've had a, a rainy week, but we know that's a very rare. It doesn't happen very often in San Diego. The weather normally is fantastic. We brag about it all the time. It's why you pay the sun tax. Taylor made pools. That perfect pool for you is right around the corner, but you have to make the phone call. Ask about available financing when you call Alan Taylor, 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. laughing with my kids who finally go back to school tomorrow. Okay. They've been off since the 16th of December. Yeah. They dealt with COVID, everything else. What a shitty vacation. Right. Damn it. And uh, the weather's been shitty, but today it was perfect, right? I said, man, today would have been the day to have a tailor-made pool. They said, absolutely, because it's that last day. You've got new teachers tomorrow, new semester. The weather's going to get bad again. Wouldn't it have been perfect to just hang out? No, I get that a lot of you are like, well, I'm not buying a goddamn pool just so my punk kid's happy as last day of break. Well, then you're a worse parent than I. Yeah, who the fuck talks like that? Who does that? My punk kid. Go go get me my smokes. Yeah, go get my Winstons. Uh, But, man, today... Come out of Carlsbad in the afternoon. Dave, it was beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. And it just tells you there's so many days when it's perfect in San Diego, which means it's perfect for a tailor-made pool. Absolutely right. Don't forget about Dan Williams. Right now is the time to talk to Dan. It's the beginning of the year. Before the show, Dave and Jeff and I were just talking about taxes and everything that happens at the beginning of the year. Stuff you don't want to think about leading into April. But Dan's the guy you need to talk to. If you're in debt, you want to get out of your financial situation, Talk to Dan Williams, 
858-688-6813. So I did you all a favor. I went and looked tonight because people thought I was crazy. If you go on Target.com, for those of you that need to buy that PS5, Erica, put together that little change you got under the mattress. Uh, go on the Target.com app, and it's there, that God of War. You got to kind of scroll down. Man, it's all over town. You can get it everywhere, anywhere you want it. A bunch of different stores that had it. But as I was telling a buddy of mine at work tonight, he goes, man, what'd that cost you when you're out the door? I go, dude, you get the two-year warranty with the game. Now you're at 670 You got to get a second controller. Yeah, of course. Now that's another 75 I go, yeah, you're pretty close to 800 bucks. He goes, oh, boy. Yeah, figure that out. He's looking around to see if anybody's accepting plasma right now. How much can he get for it? But it's why we always tell you borrow smart, repay smart. Because when you don't have money out, when your bills are paid at the holidays, you go into the new year, you got a little bit of that cushion built up. Every now and then you can splurge and do something fun like that. So it's pretty cool. So, yeah, I mean, ultimately you may need to buy a car. You may need to buy a house. Dan can help you with that. But for the kids, man, that are all looking for that PS, I'm telling you, Dave, right? It's what everybody's been looking for for two years. So if you have the opportunity, yeah, and you're in San Diego, if you're listening in San Diego, I said, okay, let me check tonight because I ran my mouth the other day. And I went, a lot of the ones were sold out, but that thing I told you, that bundle that got a war, it's all over San Diego. So, yeah, for those of you that dig it, I, terrible at those games, but still fun for my boys. It'll be fun for you, too. But the only way you can do it is get your finances in order, so give Dan a call. When Erica finds loose change, like in the couch, mm-hmm. she finds a nickel, do you think she knows it's a nickel or think it's a silver dollar because it looks so big in her hand? Oh, that's... Mm. Oh, boy. You think she can count change? You think she's like gets confused? Yeah, I mean, she's a government worker. I felt bad for her. She had a huge hole in her sweater today. Nobody told her. Yeah, nobody wanted to hurt her feelings. No, that's true. She said she was having a bad day. And then somebody at the end told her she was nice, and then she felt better. One of my favorite things, and this is, I know we give her a hard time all the time. and I Because we love her? She'll hear the show. We do love her. She's the greatest. Yes, I know she'll hear the show. The pictures of her and her daughter are my favorites. Oh, yeah. Because Avery's know? great. Yeah, well, she's a great mom. Like, yes. when, you know, when, when we saw her at the Jake's Project event. Yes. It was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But... Did she pick a nickel up with two hands? Of course. Well, it hurts her back. <laughs> Those nickels around like people throw around the sewer covers. Yeah. yeah. Avery, yeah. get that side. <laughs> hey, shout out. Hang on. Devin's laughing his ass off. Yeah. Who was? Devin right now was laughing at that. I was just going to say, shout out to the Santee. Uh, what was this team I heard? we go dave i didn't know it 2004 santee caps a all city championship team wanted to give a shout out to them they're big fans of the show again so thank you to the 2004 santee caps a team how old are the caps baseball isn't that like 12 13 fuck i don't even know i don't we didn't oh that's coach assist that's right after t-ball that's yeah we like didn't call seven, it caps we called it i think you're right we called it T-ball, minor B, minor A, majors. Yeah, and then also shout out to Tony. 
who was a starting pitcher for the Mets 1998 Santee City Caps champions. Nice. That's the coach assist. That's a blast, those leagues. So, yeah, always kind of fun when you find you have celebrities listening to the show. So, thank you to those guys. Yeah, and continued success. There you go. Although that was 18 years ago, 19 <laughs> years ago. So. You said 1998, dude. That was 25 no, I years had, ago. No, I had the years wrong. I had, um, had the years wrong. It was, hang on, I'll tell you again. The first team we want to celebrate is the 2004 Santee Caps A. They were the all-city champions. Okay. Okay? And we also want to congratulate Tony, who did participate in 1998. And he was a different team. He was part of the Santee City Caps champions. You guys have Little League champions. Send me messages or just tag Dave and I. We'll call every <laughs> like one of the them. The local weatherman. Yeah. I love those guys. It's great. But congratulations to those two teams. I want to mention Brian Curry a second ago. We just talked about Dan Williams to help you get into a home. Brian Curry helped you find that home. Don't forget, he knows San Diego County better than anyone else. Also, if you're in the market to sell your home, why would you go to anyone else? Let's get the most for it. That's the most important thing. The second you buy a home, I don't know about you, Jeff, but you start thinking, how much is this thing worth now? Yeah. And over and over again, you play the game in your mind. Whether you're thinking of moving or not, you always want to play the game. What is my home worth right now? Is it the right time to sell? Could it be today? Brian Curry is the guy to always answer all your questions. Make sure you call Brian Curry at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. I think, Dave, too, the message for first-time homebuyers. I was in the condo last night. It's the only house I've ever owned. My name's still on the deed, so I guess technically I still own still, it. Yeah, you're a homeowner. And, uh, and I'll be back in there tomorrow. And it's just, like I said, I'm sure, did you do anything for this place where we are like when you moved in, was there, was there anything that you, you... No. Nothing? Nothing, dude. Dude, thanks. Maybe I tightened the toilet seats. That's about it, dude. I had nothing. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day, uh, Thanksgiving Day 2008. We were moving in the next day. Yeah. But I went in, and the walls, it looked like somebody had taken a sponge and put it in, like, very light yellow paint... And had done that all along the walls. They were trying to texture the walls, one of those moves? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was like sunshine yellow. Oh, boy. Terrible. And so... The Partridge family lived there? God, right? What's going the on? What's going on over there? Yeah. And hey, by the way, I'll get to this story. This new Tom Hanks movie is going to suck. Dude, because you hate Tom Hanks. I do. He's, he, it's time for I him to wrap Tom, it up. What if I told you Tom Cruise was in it? Makes an appearance. He wouldn't make an appearance in this where he's running, yelling at the UPS driver. God, come Dude, on. that is you. That Me? is 100% no. you. It's Your auto. Your auto. <laughs> Your auto. Like a girl crying. He's crying. A man called Otto. I guarantee yeah. you that movie will be on stars in a month. Fine. That movie might as well be called A Man Called Jeff. <laughs> no Dude, the most chance. bitter son of a bitch I know. Oh, my God. I'm so sick of that guy. Change it up, you phony. Jesus. That movie will suck. The strangest guy. Sucks. Of course, you buy into it. You cried at stepmom. Yeah, I did. You're not credible. <laughs> so, getting back to my house. Okay, good. It was all this yellow texture. Yeah. And on Thanksgiving Day, I went in. Everybody else is at my place on Lake Murray having yeah. Thanksgiving, our apartment. Jack and Kate are barely a year old. And uh, my mom yeah. and I painted the whole house. 
We never painted a house in our life. But I was like, how much is it going to cost? Dude, I don't know. A lot of money. So she and I went and got primer and this whole deal, and we painted it. And my wife came over, brought plates. But there was one spot, Dave, I'm telling you. Over, We got rid of the popcorn ceiling. Okay. Right? We scraped, got rid of you all that. You did it yourself? Yeah. Holy shit. And uh, Whose idea was that? That's a horrible idea. I know. It was about horrible, about two seconds in when that powder starts yeah. dripping in your eye. And yeah. you're like, ah, I think I'm blind. Is this asbestos? Yeah. Yeah. But then um, there's one spot right above the couch. And I laugh every time I go in the house. Last night I went there. We're watching Knives Out. Pretty funny. Daniel Craig on Netflix. But I do it every time I'm in the house when I'm on the couch. I look up and there's a black smudge from something. I don't even know what I was using. It's not. It might be primer. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But it's right there on the ceiling. And it's from me. And I remember that day. You couldn't fix it? Yeah, I probably could have. But I just fucking left it. Nobody would know. Yeah. Nobody nobody knows where to look for it except for me. Yeah. I guarantee I guarantee it. Type A who lives there now. Oh God. Shock she hasn't said anything. She doesn't know. <laughs> I'm the only one who sees it. And it's just so much fun. And that's the thing. The it's a long story. But when it's your house, when you get those keys, little things that happen, right? Memories of your kids yeah. in the backyard or pictures that you have. Uh, there's this tiny little bench that we have in the front. It's under a box window. The wood on it is all faded. The metal's faded. It looks like a little park bench, but it's honestly, it's about 15 inches long. Completely run down. It looks like it's about to fall apart, but I know she'll never give it away because she has a picture of Cade taken in the backyard when we were trying to figure out if we could grow real grass back there and he went back and started playing in all the mud and he's in like cargo shorts. He's got no shirt on. He's probably 18 months old, long blonde hair and his feet are covered in mud and it's him sitting on that bench. Yeah. And I know when I walk in every day, I'm like, that's a bench. I'm never going to say to her, are you going to get rid of that thing? Cause now he's 15 and a dick, <laughs> but you know, one time he was 18 months and it was great. If he hears this, he's going to threaten to beat me up. But um, I know it's all those. I guarantee it, right? When it's this house. Where's your first house? Um, It's over there by Hilltop High School. It was over, do you know where Hilltop High School nope. is? Nope. Okay. Yeah, it's over by Hilltop High School in Chula Vista. It was my when's first the, house. When's the last time you've been by there? Uh, probably five years. But that house, when did you get out of there? Um, How old were were Josh and Jake? Uh, let's see. That's funny. Josh was probably about ten, and uh, no, no, Josh no. was probably yeah. Josh was probably about seven. Jake was two, something like that. So it's probably the other house where we did the eight hundred show, uh, Oak right? Springs Drive. Yeah, Oak Springs Drive. Yeah. How often you go by that house? I walk by it almost all the time with Sean. Is it weird? Yeah. Um, it doesn't look anything like my old house. It's funny you say that. I remember. My my other dog, Sugar, I would yeah. used to take her with me, and we'd walk by that house because dogs they always know where they yeah. live and they have that sense of smell. We'd walk by that house and there was no reaction from the dog. I always thought that was interesting. And since then, they repainted the outside. It just looks different. Wow. The only thing that's still there that I put up was a beware of dog sign that was on the fence that they never took down. 
Isn't that funny? Yeah. My house in but Cardiff. No, it, doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like my old house. Like, we didn't own all. it. I lived there when yeah. I was a kid. But the mailbox, like the mailbox that we had for my house on King's Cross when I was in high school, mailbox was all thrashed. So I went to like Home Depot. Yeah. Bought a mailbox, painted it, spray paint. I was like 15, 16. Spray painted, spray painted the red flag, right? When you had mail to go out. Yeah. And, uh, and that mailbox is still there. And then my brother had a landscape company yeah. and planted a couple of just small trees that are massive now in that yard. But it's funny, right? It's all those things. We just rented that place, but that was kind of the house where I grew up. But yeah, when you go by Oak Springs, man, that was ESPN 800. And I bet yeah. that's where Josh and Jake were. Yeah. They'll this be, house too. I mean, you've been here how long? 2014. Moved in this house. Oh yeah, yeah. And a lot of memories here too. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of kind of nuts. Want to mention finally? Want to mention Kyle Fluger. Kyle Fluger's got to help you with your website right now. If you're looking to build a brand new website for the new year, because other one you think you aren't getting the most out of it, or if you're looking to repair the website you have, make sure you call Kyle Fluger at 619-500-6621. 619-500-6621. All right, I've got free advice for everybody that does e-commerce. The one thing that you have to make, Dave, you'll understand why I say it. You're laughing now, but you know I'm going to be right. The thing you have to look at is in case our clientele has to return anything, do we make the process easy for them on our website? That's a good one. Because NFL.com, it's not easy. Yeah. And we had a couple of things that had to go back. God, man, it was a pain in the ass. And then you figured it out and you go, I wonder how many people just say, ah, screw it and throw the towel in. And look, if you I have hate returning stuff, that's why I like yeah. Amazon. Amazon is really return. easy. You can go to Kohl's, right? Yeah. Just drop it off at Kohl's, throw it at that guy. Here, take this. <laughs> what did, uh, what Stroman call that? Did you see Marcus Stroman? Yeah. Rip some guy today. Some Padre Twitter guy. Made kinda, yeah. Made me laugh too. But if I'm the Padre Twitter guy, it would have made me laugh that Marcus Stroman got so mad at me. Um, yeah, you just chuck it at that guy. But uh, that's the one thing, too. Look at your return policy. Again, a lot of you may just have a website for your wedding pictures. We're not looking. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, you know, I'd like to see have a website. Our friends uh, Tad Ryan and Disappointing Joseph. Tad Ryan does our closing song, Memories, which is a fucking great song. Um Tad, you got to get that on Spotify. I love that song, our closing song. But um, so many different options you can do for the website. Flukes can help you uh, get them accomplished at the highest level. Absolutely. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We're going tomorrow's date, January 5th. Okay. We're going to start off with Bradley Cooper. I like Bradley Cooper. Everybody does. Yeah, right? Yeah, nobody hates Bradley Cooper. You're an idiot. Come on. Yeah. What, what's your favorite Bradley Cooper movie? Oh man, there are a lot of them. Um, it's funny because he's such a dick in Wedding Crashers, which he's is so one of my great. favorite. And then movies. to think of him in Hangover, yeah, like it's crazy to think yeah. it's the same guy. Best one to me is, and I'm just drew a blank. The one where he's uh, Chris Kyle. The, oh, dude, American Sniper. Yeah, American Snipers to me. Is oh, his best that's movie. a great movie. He was great in that. Great. He's great in Stars Born. Yep, Stars Born is fantastic. He's great in. Uh, Silver Linings Playbook. He's good, in, he's good in everything. Yeah. He's one of those guys, honestly, like maybe DiCaprio's in that same boat where 
he has dedicated his, his entire life to making great movies. Like maybe everyone else in his life might take a back seat because it's that important to make sure he's doing great movies. That's my boy Cruz. You're always taking yeah. cheap shots yeah, at. Yeah. I mean, I think in the last 10 years for Cruz. Cruz mm-hmm. had good movies before, though. I was a risky business fan. I like Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there were some in there. All the right moves. Eyes Wide Shut was a little weird. Eyes Wide Shut was weird. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, Magnolia. Wasn't he in that weird movie? But back to Bradley Cooper. Um, let's say he's 48. Exactly right. I'm going to say he's... I think he's got some dough. I'm going to say he's $200 million. You know what? I would guess you're probably right. It says $100 million. I would Dude, guess it's probably more. Yeah. I think he cashed in from big, Star is Born. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. All right. Here's a, a guy I'm not a fan of. I only put him in here because I was curious enough if you're a fan. Okay. okay. Very strange. Marilyn Manson. No. Bad yeah. guy towards chicks yeah. too, dude. Just a weird guy, right? Yeah. He needs to get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. He's a he's a punk, and dude. He, I'm guessing he can't fight. So, yeah. Well, that's true. Well, when you say get the shit beat out of him, I bet you it's pretty easy. Yeah. Who do we send for guys like that? Ernie? <laughs> of course. Herm? <laughs> Go ahead. Give me Marilyn Manson's age and the money. I'm going to say he's, uh, let's say he's 51. 54. I'm going to say he's, uh, say he's 17 million. Two and a half million. That's all it says. All right. That's good. Yeah, good. Fuck him. Fuck him. Here's another person not a fan of. Okay. And then people right now, as soon as they hear it, will get upset with me for saying that. I'm not a Diane Keaton fan. Oh, you would be a Diane Keaton fan when I tell you this. Okay. So my brother, for about a year and a half, lived right behind Saks Fifth Avenue on, uh, on Wilshire in Beverly Hills. He was like, oh, I got a great deal on this place. And then he realized later that he got a great deal on it because the house was infested with mold and oh, the landlord Jesus. didn't tell him. His, him and his poor dog were sick as shit. But he would walk his dog, big, beautiful uh, yellow lab named Jack. He would walk Jack all around, and he said, more often than not, he'd run into Diane Keaton. No way. And Diane Keaton. Was she wearing a man's suit? She was not wearing a man's suit, but he said she would stop and play with Jack. Really? And just, and Jack loved her. That's good to hear. And he said she was so incredibly polite. And, you know, like, people, just, you're the dog person or you're not. Yeah. And just people that, when they see your dog, and, like, dude, I'm at Rubio's today. And in Carlsbad. Yeah. Guy strolls in. And it's the funniest thing ever because I'm just there reading my book. Oh, I got to tell you about something with that too. And all of a sudden the guy walks in and he's got probably a 10-week-old yellow lab pup. Okay. Dude, the whole place shuts down because this goddamn dog is so funny. His feet are too big for him. He's fallen over. Yeah. He's got a 1,000 people lined up that want to play with him. He's digging all of it, and the owner's having a blast. Yeah. Because it's just his buddy hanging out. Um, That's how Diane Keaton was. That's cool. So I'm going to say Diane Keaton is 78. 77. All right. And I'll say 
Let's say she's $22 million. This is $100 million. Well, let's play the game. It's a new bit that we have. Would Jeff... Yeah, would you? Stand up Katie Temple. So again, the premise is this. Katie and I are meeting at Miguel's yeah. downtown for drinks, queso, and fish tacos. I get a call at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Of course, it's 4 in the afternoon. What time did I say we were meeting? 4 in the afternoon. No, but I'm saying... I like, don't remember what you said. All right, I'll say, let's say I'm meeting Katie at 7. Okay. I get a call from Diane Keaton. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Hey, I know it's short notice, but I got a room. I'm at the Red Roof Inn in National City. So the dilemma is, do I tell her, God, Diane, I'd love to come down, but I already have plans. Or do I tell Katie, ah, got a little bit of a cough. Could be COVID. Can we reschedule? And the answer is, we're rescheduling. <laughs> I'm going to see Diane Keaton. You have to. How many times are you going to talk to Diane Keaton? She's right. a legend. Yeah, but I Katie told you there's a, a few. star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. No, but Amy Schumer probably does. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Chelsea Handler, no chance. Yeah, that's true. Lily Tomlin's nice, but no. No. I'm going for swordfish tacos. But right now, I think in the yes column. That's a lot of detail. Yeah. Right now in the yes column, we have Sally Field. Yes. We have. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno, absolutely. And now we add the lovely Diane Key. <laughs> uh, so Katie's down. Wait, we said, so Schumer, Out. Chelsea Handler, Lily Tomlin. So it's four to three yeah. in favor of those we'd say yes to. There we go. Robert Duvall. Dude, how great is Robert Duvall? You know what? Not as great as I thought. Why do you say he, that? Because he was on Stern a couple years ago, and he came off as an anti-Semite. It was kind of disappointing. A little bit of a racist and an anti-Semite. Hmm. I hope that's not true. Well, it was out of his own mouth, so I don't know what to tell you. Um, um, what do you think? Say he's... Oh, I'm going to look this up again because it seems... A little high for me, so that's a hint for you. Let's say he's 86. It has him down as 92. Oh, I can't believe he's that old. I gotta look right now. I'm gonna say 86. Okay, hold on. Just make sure I'm right before you guys freak out. And yell yeah, because dude, that'd be like 50 years ago. Dude, he wasn't in his 40s already when he made Godfather. He, um, I can't see a motherfucking thing. God dang it. I'm blind as a goddamn bat. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, 90 fucking two. Born in San Diego, California. Wow. I think it was a Helix guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, that was Dennis Hopper. Where do you think he went to school? Robert Duvall? Yeah. Where did he go? Do you, you, I just asked because I thought maybe you know. If you knew. I don't know. Um, dude, that'd be pretty cool if he went there. Uh, no, I know Dennis Hopper I went there. I did, too. Yeah. Uh, how much money for Bobby? What, what do you guess? Um... Let's say $80 million. $70 million. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Five random questions. Okay. What apps on your phone do you use the most? Oh, that is great. He did not. He went to the Neighborhood Playhouse School okay. in Principal College. Um, Apps on my phone I use the most. Let me take a look. Well, it's going to be The Athletic. Okay. Because I get that. Uh, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And then probably... Oh, Spotify is what I use number one. Oh, do you? Yeah, when I get when I get 
Um, my phone report for last month was big, but most of it's from Spotify because I have it on for music. And okay. like you said, I'm driving around all the time. Yeah. So those are probably it. What about for you? Um, it would probably be Instagram one or Twitter one, Instagram two, and uh, probably Sirius. Probably Sirius. That's funny. I don't use the Sirius app as yeah. much as I should. Everything, even when I listen to, if I listen to something local, if I listen to Darren or if I listen to coach even it would be on that everything you really on that but yeah everything's up i right. got on that car i've got a bose sound system in it and okay. so it's really nice all right um here we go this is a question that came in and actually people have asked me this question so i said let me ask jeff on the show okay both your boys turned 16 this year mm-hmm. are you buying one car or two cars for the kids it's funny i don't know that we're buying uh, my son we're driving the other night we go to hollywood just to break it up. And my son said, eh, it's going to be pretty funny about a year from now when I'm driving home in this car. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? I go, hang on. Okay. Al Unser Jr. Hey, are you getting a little ahead of yourself? Did he say driving home like you'd be in the car with him or yeah. you'd be giving him your car? No, he, he'd he be driving. He was ready to drive home from LA. He thinks a year from now. When he's 16 and two months. You wouldn't let him do it? Driving home from L.A.? You're going to turn him loose on the 405? When did you first go 405? Things like that. I told him I got... 17. 16, 17? Yeah. I said, dude, you're going to be doing laps around Parkway Plaza forever. I think what his mom would like to do is... Dude, it's so tough. It's so tough to figure it out. Do they have it mapped out, like taking the, the written part first and then... You know, I, drive, getting the license on the day of their birthday. Like, yeah, do they I want mean, to drive? Do they both talk about driving? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I always tell people all the time, if you aren't ready to drive, don't make your kid drive. They're going to get in an accident. Yeah. But if they want to drive and are ready to go, then go ahead and go through the process. Yeah. I. It's funny because I didn't I didn't buy a car till I was 24. Yeah. Well, you're driving a motorcycle. Well, yeah. It wasn't like you were a homebody. No. No. It wasn't, uh, you know, walking around with a bird scooter. Um, but I had a motorcycle, so it was so much different yeah. than that. And then buying a car was really funny. It was good. But um, I don't know. That's all to be determined. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they well, can now help. That they're talking about it, it's, it's, it's a lot. Well, I like, mean, dude, you it's this year. About it? It's this year. I know. That's why people are asking me. They're like, this is a big year. It's big for anyone who has one kid. Yeah. Now you're in the situation too. It's funny. They'll be 16 and they'll be juniors in high school because yep. they got in when they were four. So they'll be start of their junior year. They'll be 15. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. Um, and then they'll turn 16 in November. So, yeah, I don't know. Lot to sort out for sure. What is your worst quality? Uh, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Uh, uh, the worst quality, uh, it's really way too easy for me to stop giving a fuck about people Yeah, that you used to go, oh man, that, that person's really important. It's great. And then they act like a dipshit and you're like, yeah, I guess I'm fine. Yeah. You're going to throw them away. I think you have that quality too. I do. I do. Which is pretty funny. It's probably why we get along as well as we do. Because you know, I'm like, me, is this guy just a complete fucking dickhead? And you're like, oh, yeah, complete moron. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Is I used to do it with more of anger even. 
Like one thing I'll say about myself is, first of all, the beginning of the year, Jeff and I used to always do a thing on the show. We did our our, our death list. Remember? Oh God, that gives and, me the creeps. We would we would like pick names. Like we yeah, had, we'd had, like, celebrate if we had somebody. Yeah, absolutely, we did. And then I, I always it. had my like top ten list in my head of people I just fucking hated. Like yeah. I wish nothing but the worst for. And I completely don't do that anymore. But do you have, if I said to you right now. Could I put a top 10 list together? Probably I not. Gonna, I was going to say, could you put a top five together? That It's kind of tough. I was thinking of this the other day because I was watching Taylor Lewan's podcast. And he, okay. had, a, he had a top 10 list of, of things he hated. But people he actually yeah, hated. Yeah. Like in, in yeah. your life, people yeah. you hate. Yeah. And his list made me laugh because, he, you know, Taylor Lewan plays left tackle for the Titans. Yeah. Big dude, he could kick the shit out of almost everybody on the planet. And, you know, if you ran face-to-face with these guys, he could take care of himself. Yeah. And dude, he went after one guy on Twitter, which cracked me up. He called out a Twitter guy that busts his ass all the time. But it, for me, I was, man, I was angry and bitter, and and I don't feel that way so much anymore. Yeah, there are people I dislike, but honestly, I don't give two seconds of my time thinking about people I dislike. Yeah. I so, just don't care. I just throw, there's as people you said, where you go, I dislike. Yeah. But could you put together a list of five people where that you I go, wish them nothing but the worst? Those yeah, guys? I hate that guy. Yeah, I guess. If you gave me uh, till the next show, 100%, I could. Oh, I don't think yeah. I could. Yeah, I, I could. If it's no. going, I fucking hate that guy. Because even, even guys just professionally, right? Like Mike Shepard. Yeah. Program director at 10. Oh, yeah, I hate that guy. What a dick. Yeah. Just what a worthless, <laughs> phony, two-faced, yeah, little time. Rat fat, rat-faced bastard. Yeah. Stands right on the fence and stabs people in the back. Absolutely. Yeah. He's just a bad guy. He is. But is there anything where I'm like, I hate that guy? I don't know. I don't know that I could get to the point where I go, I hate that guy. Long. Brian Long at, at 1360 or 760. Brutally overmatched in his job. Rat face fucking backstabber. When you fuck over Ernie Martinez, fuck that guy. He fucked over Ernie Martinez. That to me makes you the lowest fucking piece of shit. And I would tell him to his face. When you're a fucking dick to a guy that's done so much more, made so many more better. Fuck what you did to me. Fuck what you did to Dave. Or anybody else. When you treat a guy like Ernie Martinez with the lack of respect that you treated him. Yeah. Dude, uh, you're lucky I don't say what I truly feel you are right now. Because the disrespect for Ernie, the disrespect for Herm, and guys like that that were really have done a lot in this industry and deserve respect. Fuck Brian Long. He's a fucking dickhead. And I used to say that I wouldn't fucking punch him in his throat because I like his kid. His kid's old enough now to get over it. If I see Long in the street, I'm fucking dropping him. No, I'm not. His kid's old enough to get over it. <laughs> I'm still not hitting him. I just wanted to get your reaction. But he's an asshole, Dave. Yeah. yeah. When you treat Ernie Martinez as bad as he treated Ernie, Fuck it, dude. And you do it on purpose? Yeah. You're a bad guy. And you continue to promote Ornberger? God damn. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Holy fuck. All right. Do you think you have good luck or bad luck? Oh, I absolutely have good luck. Yeah. Absolutely have good luck. No doubt about it. They've done studies on this. Different schools have done studies on this where really they say there's no such thing. It's kind of your outlook on the world. Yeah. On your sad person or your happy person. 
Now, Dave, for for what we've been able to yeah. do, the people we've been able to meet, and the fun we've been able to have, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, it's we say it, we say it all the time. People change places with you all the time. I, I have no doubt in my mind. Good luck. What do you feel like? Oh, good luck, hundred percent. I'm with that one. Um, here we go. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather meet Elton John or Taylor Swift? <laughs> so. Uh, that's a very funny question. <laughs> that made me laugh when I wrote it out. That's a very funny question because in my office, I have nothing. The, yeah, I noticed. I saw a picture. You have nothing in there. Nothing in there. But what I have is the wall hooks are still in the wall. Yeah. From when Chris Carlin, my uh, brother, my buddy, yeah. left Upper Deck after 24 years. He took all the pictures down. And I left the wall hooks in there. Yeah. And it makes people in my office insane. Why don't you have anything in here? And I just love how mad it makes them all. And I always say, it's an office, not my house. I'm here to work. And they're like, oh, okay, calm down. All right, <laughs> calm down. But. You're only, just worse qualities. He just works too hard. Yes. And he cares too much. <laughs> he cares too much. Exactly. But it, I tell every one of them, Dave, it's the Dave Palais at KFMB. When we got fired at KFMB, I walked out, I drove home in the rain, March 10th, 2002. Yep. Palais brought his first box out to his car in the rain, walked back to that side entrance door, and your key fab was already turned off. Turned off. And it was in, in the rain. Like, it never rains. And, and I told the HR person, yeah. it's going to take me three trips. And they, Three trips. And they turned it off on me uh, on the first exit out. I had, to wait, yeah. I had to sit there in the rain and wait for someone to come back. I watched as the door. I drove by and flipped you off. Oh, yeah. I was true. like, oh, look at this asshole. Oh, so pissed. I'm and still I've, pissed about that. Yeah. So today. But that taught me a lesson. I've never brought anything into another job again where I couldn't walk away in the first uh, first exit. Right. I did an inventory today of what I would take with me if anything changed and I had to leave tomorrow. I've got two pairs of glasses, a Bluetooth speaker, yeah, and my gum. There you go. And and everything else is out. You start bringing in frame, frame pictures. Yeah. Right? You're dragging that out. Oh, look at this part. Look at this fucking slob. Dragging pictures out. I don't do anything. Look at this slob. <laughs> right? But my buddy Nick Rogers yeah. did the greatest move I've ever heard. He worked for me in Carlsbad, did an amazing job, and then he transferred to our North Carolina office. And Nick is the nicest person, Padre fan. I miss him. But Nick is just very optimistic about life. And there was a Friday in North Carolina, and his former supervisor called me and said, what the hell did you just send me? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, your boy Rogers. A guy's being walked out of the building with his box by the security. Nick comes around the corner and sees him. Hey, you out of here? <laughs> <laughs> like thinking like, oh, you're yeah. half day? Yeah. And the guy looked at him and said, yeah, apparently. And oh, kept shit. walking. Oh, shit. Nick said, see you later. What a dick, dude. He didn't mean to be a dick. He's a nice guy. And me and his supervisor fucking laughed for a half hour on the phone. Because we'd be like, oh, my gosh. Hey, you out of here, bud? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) Jimmy used and I laughed. So, anyways, 
I will have one thing in my office. Yeah. It's a picture of my friend Dave Cobble, who's our events manager, and our friend Vanessa. Because in March, we were in Toronto together. We had an unbelievable time. And these two driving around, singing Taylor Swift at the top of their lungs. We go out. It's a bit of a long night in Toronto. Taylor Swift comes on. I go, God damn, she's overrated. And they yelled at me, scolded me. But they have a picture of those two uh, in this bar where we were in Toronto. Had a great time. And I said, if you bring that and frame it, it'll literally be the only thing I'll have in my office. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to take Taylor Swift. Me too. Because of my because of my friends Dave Cobble and Vanessa, who I love. That's funny. If you were to ask me who I'd rather see in concert right now, it would be Elton John. But at the same time, I'd rather meet Taylor Swift. They have said... I'll even take them one step further. Yeah. They said, if we went to the show uh, and got you a ticket, would you go? And because I love those two so much, they mean so much to me. I said, you buy that ticket. I'm not, I said, I'm not putting out a nickel. They said, you shut your mouth. You won't put out a nickel. So if they buy a ticket, then yeah, you're in. I might go. I want to mention this because do we have another question or are we done? No, we're done. Uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. Mysterious Galaxy, right down uh, Rosecrans Sports Arena area, right by the Rubios, 7 o'clock, Mysterious Galaxy. I will be there with the great Matt Coyle. We will be talking about Matt's new book, Doomed Legacy. Like you all to come out, Matt will sign the book. But it's always a fun time. He and I always have a blast when I get to talk to him about the uh, process. Doomed Legacy is great. Another mystery takes place here in San Diego. It's the night after the national championship. So there should be no conflicts on your schedule. But again, it's Tuesday night. I believe that's January the 10th. It is January the 10th, 7 p.m. Mysterious Galaxy in San Diego, right at the sports arena area. If you know where the Rubio's is, kind of right at the, what is that intersection? I guess it's Midway and probably... Rosecrans, but uh, we'd love to see you. So come on out again, 7 p.m. Tuesday night, March the 10th. Come out see Matt Coyle, me and Matt Coyle talking about Doom Legacy. Going to be a fun night. There you go. All right, we'll be back on Sunday, everybody, correct? Yep, see you then. Okay.